All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess. So it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you. So you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. I would say before we start unpacking everything, yeah, I'm in favor too. Oh my gosh. You know this. No, I didn't. Yeah, oh my gosh, you know this. This is great news. Oh my gosh. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we are talking about a much requested topic, uh, which is a third baby. A third baby. A third baby. We have this conversation often between Sean and I, and would like to talk about it with you as well. Why not? So, you know, we've loved sharing all of our... Pregnancy, birth, postpartum journey with you. Yes. And this is part of that journey. So I'm it pretty sure excited. Is. You are. Yeah. We haven't really had like a full conversation about this until right now. We're so doing it live. We'll... Oh boy. Before we get started, please subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening on and know that we do do video and audio versions of yeah. this show. If you want to see the train wreck, go over to YouTube. That's right. Let's do this thing. Listen, so from the get-go, we always try to keep things transparent. That's our yeah. number one rule in the relationship, to share how we're really feeling. And so we feel like by doing so, it just helps lead to progress. So hopefully this is helpful in sharing how we discuss these topics, because a lot of times Sean and I will have different perspectives. And so how can we do that respectfully, have these kind of differing opinion conversations respectfully? Anyway, I need to make this very, very, very clear before we have this conversation so that none of y'all go post something crazy on Twitter. Uh, I am not pregnant and we are not trying to get pregnant at the moment. When was the last time you checked Twitter? 
You're never on Twitter. I'm never on Why Twitter. Why was that your go-to social media? Elon's reference? about to buy Twitter. He did buy it. No way. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what you get for not checking Twitter. Did did he change it? <laughs> not yet. Is the edit button there? Not yet. You're hilarious. Okay, babe. Third baby. What are your thoughts? So first of all, <laughs> let me just start with saying I'm in favor. I know. Would love it. I, I love know. babies. Never thought that I would like babies this much, but my gosh. <laughs> It's my favorite. I adore babies. I adore our children. I love the whole, I love being able to be a parent. So I would say before we start unpacking everything, yeah, I'm in favor too. Oh my gosh. You know this. No, I didn't. Yeah, oh my gosh, you know this. Well, you go back and forth because it's more taxing on you, to be honest, than it is on me. So this is probably going to be more of an episode of me just giving you the honest opinion of myself and pregnancy and babies but let me start with a laundry list of reasons why I am on the fence and I'm 50 50 okay so after we had Drew or let's back it up even further when we had our miscarriage I knew while it was happening while I was pregnant while we were losing that baby um that I wanted to try again like I knew I wanted <clears throat> to try to get pregnant okay. and to have a baby if we could um, we then got pregnant with Drew and we had a little, a couple of scares throughout that pregnancy and through that delivery. Um, but Drew came to us and she's amazing. And I knew the second we had Drew, I was like, we're going to go again. I know this. And then we got pregnant with Jet <laughs> and it was great pregnancy, great birth. He's the best in the entire world, but after Jet, for some reason, I just had this feeling of was like, I don't know. I don't have that same feeling of like, I know we're going to try again. It is tough. I feel like in some ways we lucked out by having a boy and a girl. Right? Yeah. So there's part of us. Which we would have been perfectly 100%. just as happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, st yeah, yeah. but still the question of, oh, what would it be like to have a boy yeah. or a girl if we only had one of each? Yeah is answered like now we have that iteration of a child in that version yeah so that's one thing where we we already have a boy and a girl the yes. other thing is just the terrifying process yeah the whole thing is that's i think not to cut you off but i think that's what scares me the most is i have such incredible faith in the miracle of life and we're so strong in our faith and I learned how to get through the miscarriage. I learned how to heal through that, but we've been so incredibly blessed with two babies. It's like finding that faith to be even stronger and go through that process again. I'm terrified of having another miscarriage. I'm terrified of complications in pregnancy. I'm terrified of the complications in delivery and even though I got through that with both Drew and Jet and everything turned out okay, like it, that really scares me. That it, really scares me. So just to unpack that a little more, you have the unknown of, are we able to get pregnant? Yes. The unknown of how long it will take to get pregnant. Yes. The unknown of how healthy the pregnancy will be. The unknown of how healthy the baby will be. Mm -hmm. Then the unknown of parenting and who the child is 
is just like there's so much there. So much. There's so much that could go wrong. Yeah. But my perspective has changed recently where it's like, oh, it's all part of the story. It's like it now to me, having been a father twice over now, mm -hmm. it's like things are going to go wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's just how, what do you learn from that? How do you have that change your perspective and decisions moving forward? And how do you move forward from it? So it's like, the, cause there's always going to be something that goes wrong. Yeah. So it's not, it's just like a useless exercise trying to mitigate all those. I also <clears throat> think too, to a certain extent, again, being strong in our faith has really helped us. But in the past three years that we have gotten pregnant and had two babies, um, we have been surrounded by so many friends who have also gotten pregnant and had babies. Um, a lot of friends of which have lost or had a lot of like many, many miscarriages. Mm -hmm. We've had a really close friend of ours actually lose their baby two weeks after birth. We've had a close friend of ours give birth to twins at 24 weeks and live in the NICU for four months. So I think, I think my, my mom heart has been so strained for our friends and just seeing what that has done to their families and their lifestyle. It, it's, it's again, it's just that like, you see how many things can go wrong. You also see how many beautiful things can go right, but it's just scary. Well, and that's the more important thing to focus on. The lesson, the takeaway yes. from this section of talking is like, if you're strictly making decisions based off of what could possibly go wrong <laughs> oh. or how the how it ends in the final scene, it's like, you're not going to, nothing good comes of that. It's, yeah. There's a Mitch Hedberg who's a comedian skit where he talks about, he's like, you can't not drink wine because you might have a hangover. Like, <laughs> that, that defeats the purpose. It's like, uh. there is, and then there's another saying that talks about how beauty is a result mm -hmm. of imperfections and of things having a finite end. Yeah. So embracing the unknown is actually a, in my opinion, Ugh. a way more interesting way to live life. Oh, I agree. And it's a, it's, it's terrifying. A, it's terrifying. And it's yeah. also <laughs> the greatest way to strengthen your faith even more. I'm well aware. I distinctly remember driving two hours from here to flip fest gymnastics camp. Um, when I was pregnant with drew and I don't even, I don't think I told you this. I, I bawled like uncontrollably couldn't breathe like a baby for about 75% of that drive Why? because I had, we had just left, um, one Drew's ultrasound, her 20 week ultrasound. And we had some like markers and some scares and, uh, some like super unknown things that could lead to so many unknown things. And I remember just like crying and praying to God and like talking to her. And I was like, you hang on, like you hang on for dear life. You are, you're gonna make it here. And I just like the idea of losing her. Oh my gosh. It's just, but everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims. 
Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. Would you sacrifice that moment of deep emotions for not for nothing at all? Uh, would you trade? Would you rather have no emotions or that deep sadness that you felt? Full transparency. <laughs> okay. Full transparency. I my guarded self would say like I I don't want to go through that. I I don't yeah. want to. I love our babies so much, and we've been given such an incredible gift with both of them that I know my heart and so my guarded self would be like, I don't know how much more I can handle because I know I, my heart is so overflowing with the two of them right now. I hear you. We are going to, on this note, do a full episode on addressing why other people choose not to have kids. Yeah. But those were a few things that came to our mind in this discussion of is a third baby yeah. something that we're interested in pursuing. But the next question is, yeah. What's the timeline? Because we have currently Drew, who's two and a half. Yeah, Jet, Jet who's nine months. Ten, ten months. Yeah, almost They're 10 21 months apart. And Which is, it's a tight window. That's, I was about to say, I'm scared what you're, if you're about to say, that's <laughs> no. a perfect window. I'd be like, no. no. Um, I thought it was perfect for our first two kids. I really did. Yes. I, I, I was ready when we got pregnant for, well, I guess TMI. So we had just pulled the goalie basically with Drew and got pregnant on our first try, which we thought it was going to take us a couple of years, the same um, time frame it took Drew, but it did not. Um, we got very lucky and got pregnant very fast. So it was a, definitely a closer, tighter window than we expected, but it's been great. We're just stuck in the baby phase, which we love. Um, but I think if we were to start trying for a third, I would want some more time for many reasons uh one of which is i feel like it's so easy to to lose time with our kids right now because it's so chaotic mm. that if we got pregnant again and were consumed by another baby we'd lose out on some special moments with drew and jet also, let me just say this, because there's no right answer to <laughs> any of this. None. It's literally just a preference to style. So, because the rebuttal to what you just I said know. is the kids will be closer. I they'll be know. in activities. They'll be in school together. So, yes, I agree with you. And that's that's one of my biggest concerns with any life change, especially a baby, is, like, it's disruptive. Yeah. And it affects our marriage. Yeah. Like, that's a babies are tough on marriages. That's a huge thing for another one is we have a very, very strong marriage, but our marriage has definitely been tested 
And not in like a, I don't mean that in a dramatic sense, like, oh, it was going to end. It's just hard. It's just, it gets very <laughs> tested after each baby. And we work full time and we work full time together and we parent full time together. And I didn't have like super easy postpartum phases. I was definitely, hormones were all over the place and I struggled mentally. Um, so it really tested us. And I think another reason why a third kid is such a huge conversation is you also don't give me small babies. My pregnancies aren't easy. And I will say easy or not, it doesn't matter. It's the greatest blessing and I don't take that for granted. So I'm not complaining about pregnancy, but it definitely takes a toll on, on my body because both babies have been basically 10 pounds and that's made the births really complicated um, both I, of which have ended in emergency C-sections. Can I just say, it's amazing how rocking your body is after. <laughs> Thank you. Rocking bot. Dude. Just shout out to Sean's bot. Thank you. I, <laughs> it's amazing. I, Sean was walking around naked last night. I was like, oh my gosh. Third baby. Here we go. <laughs> I will say though, like uh, take the superficial side out of it and material side out of it vanity side out of it getting back to your post or your pre-pregnancy body whatever none of that really matters to me what matters to me is like feeling strong and I am so hyper aware of my body just from being in professional athletics for so long that after Drew by around the one year mark I felt like my body was was back like I felt strong I felt healthy but after jets, my body has just not, for lack of a better word, bounced back like it did with Drew. And I just don't feel that strength. My my core, my body does feel compromised a lot more this time. My back hurts so bad from Jet's pregnancy. My core is definitely not where it, it should be. Um, and I don't mean should be prior to having kids, but just re rehabilitation wise. And so for me, I would definitely need more time. I want to make sure longevity wise, my body can last as long as possible for our children. So I need to make sure it's in a good place before another pregnancy. I hear you. Important caveat yeah. to you having a rocking body <laughs> is it's not that you have like a perfect body. Like there are stretch marks. There has been, you have a C-section scar. Where do I have stretch marks? You have a C-section scar. It's more the fact that you're confident and purposeful with yeah. that. And that's what's most attractive. I do. I, I have had a lot of people um, talk about C-section scars and they're like, oh, mine is so visible or whatever. I love it. I love my body. I love, it's so wild what it, your body goes through in pregnancy to see, to look back at pictures and see my stomach was so large with a 10 pound baby with Jet. And to now see like the stretch marks and the scars and like everything. It's, it's so fascinating and so cool. But it does take a toll. Okay. It's, yeah. So back to the timeline, <laughs> which, which resonates more with you and which would you rather if the timeline was up to us, us waiting until Jet's six and Drew's eight to have another baby. Okay. Or wait until Jet's three and Drew's five. Wait until Jets 2? Yeah. Oh, wow. We're Hundo way more. Hundo percento, babe. Really? Yeah. 
These babies are popping out if they're happening. Okay, this is good to know. <laughs> oh my god, you just got so excited. Well, I, <laughs> I I'm the same as you. I am an only child and being able to watch your family so closely over the years be so close knit as siblings. I've never experienced that. But to see you guys are going through the same phases of life at the mm -hmm. same time and you guys relate so well and you guys are each other's best friends. And I think that's so beautiful to have at this age in life because I don't have that. And I definitely would want our kids to, to have that as well and to be as close together as they could be. So you think maybe wait another like 14 months and then we'll start trying. Yes. This is great news. <laughs> oh Let's go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with the therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. You've seen them on the tour. You've seen them on the show. Athletic Greens is our favorite daily habit that we have. I literally just had my smoothie. Let me smell on your breath. No, gross. I love it so much. I do oat milk, Athletic Greens, vanilla protein powder, and banana. And it's the best smoothie ever. And it gives you like everything you could possibly need in a day. I do water and Athletic Greens. And it's my favorite little... 30 second habit that I do. And with just one scoop of athletic greens, you get over 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole foods source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. I have told so many friends of mine and my mom even, if you were to take one supplement a day that would help fill all of your nutritional gaps, this is it. Athletic greens is the way to go. AG1 helps your immune system, your gut health, your nervous system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It helps all the things. Things. And to help make it easy for you to try AG1, we're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs of Athletic Greens with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash EastFam. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash EastFam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We'll also link it down below. Let's get back to it. Well, one thing that's not on here is adoption. Yeah. Which we have not fully fleshed that out. We haven't. I'm for it. Me too. Apparently the process from what I've learned from friends Takes is a wild. Long time. Which is they don't make it easy. It's that's good for the protection of children, but that's also bad. Because there are so many babies and there are so many incredible parents out there who are wanting to connect with those babies and save them. So you would you would wish it was an easier process to align those two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I get that. Um, adoption? Absolutely. I, I think we 
are just some of those people who want to be parents. And that's zero judgment to people who don't. Like, if you don't believe you were given that to be a parent, I don't, yeah, I totally support you there. Yeah, we always say there's lots of ways to live a fulfilling life. Yeah. And being a parent is just one of those ways. That's just the path we were put on. And I think our hearts are the the parenting kind. And I would definitely adopt a baby. I think I would, I think I would, my heart would go towards adopting a baby. Yeah. We should look into that. Yeah. More. Um, I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah. Adoption is not something that's familiar with my, within my family. Yeah. There's not been a lot of it within like my siblings have, Mm -mm. none of them have done. So it's like an alien concept to me Mm -hmm. that I don't know a lot about, but I would love to find out more. Um, does any part of you hesitate to, to have another child because of the disruption to your schedule and like how you're allotting your time? Um, I would say that question would have been relevant zero to one, but going from one to two kids, I'm fully, fully in there. So yes, I think going, having that transition of a, of a baby definitely disrupts a lot of things in life. Um, but schedule, I'm not worried about because we're already in the thick of that. I don't think three kids versus two versus four is any more disruptive than it already is. <laughs> there is, you kind of learn how to hold on looser and looser yeah. to kids. Like definitely we parent Jet differently than we did <laughs> So Drew, much different. Where it's like, he's going to be fine. Kind of like we're very hands on, but. Drew, it was like, we're, you're just concerned. Yeah. And you're, it's so much different. <laughs> and I thought there was no way I, I absolutely panicked when we were close to having Jet because I held on so tight with Drew with every single thing. And with Jet, I was like, how can I possibly do that with him when I'm doing that with her at the same time? And it's just funny how your heart just grows and you just find, like, you figure it out. But with him, there were so many things where I was like, he's going to be fine. And with Drew, I would have been like, oh, my God. Does does the pregnancy process of, like, nausea, et cetera, spook you from having another kid? So, like, you you talked about the body changes, which we have a, a close friend who doesn't want to get pregnant again because mm-hmm. it's very important to her to, like, have this image of her body yeah. maintained. Yep. But then there's other friends who like the, the morning sickness mm-hmm. and those kind of effects spook them. No, the nausea, the symptoms, the side effects, all of that that comes with pregnancy, I'm not spooked by. Like, in, in full transparency here, and bear with me, give me a little grace as I say this. Um, there are women out there who love being pregnant. Like they just love the process. They love the feeling and I'm not one of them. I think it's the greatest blessing and I love every second of it because it's that miracle that I had been gifted with and blessed with of like being pregnant and being able to carry a pregnancy. So like I love it for the purpose, but I'm much more enjoy having our baby. And I think that's probably just the athlete side of me. My body to answer your question, I'm not spooked by the symptoms, but I'm spooked by the exhaustion and the 
the um, being that physically limited while having two very young babies scares me because mm. the amount of energy it takes to uh, just keep up with our kids today and like to play and to have fun and to be a really good hands-on mom is very hard when you're pregnant. Let me challenge you though. You can be a good mom and be pregnant and not like being hands-on and like right there for their every need does not, equate to being a good mom yes i don't mean i don't necessarily i agree i agree that definition it's more so the exhaustion that scares me because the more tired you get the more impatient the more snippy the more just not excited you are about partaking into into activities Mm. so finding that energy while being pregnant a third time on top of full-time job and everything that is what spooks me what about the other things that go with pregnancy, like no wine, no sushi? Oh, that's, that's fine. A, are you that was, it's it becomes com- a big thing? It becomes a big thing, <laughs> except for I will say, so very first pregnancy, it was the biggest thing. I was like, oh, I just missed my deli sandwiches, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the deli. Second sandwiches. pregnancy, <laughs> I was like fifty percent less. Uh, a next pregnancy, I honestly don't think I would really care because. You learn through parenting. Like, I I just don't care. Like, last night, what did, I, what did I eat for dinner last night? I think I had, like, a half a cup of rice that was left over from yeah, Drew's. Yeah, what the frick was that, by the way? I don't know, but it's one of those things, as Maybe a parent, not. you, like, don't care. Like, I, I'll take what I can get. And so, like, preferences of food and drink anymore, I'm like, ah, that's fine. I don't care. Whatever. I don't know if getting rid of coffee doesn't sound great, but. I will say you do a great job, Sean, at uh, embracing the idea that pregnancy is a phase. It's uncomfortable. It sucks sometimes. But with the end result in mind, where it's like, hey, I get to hold a baby after this. I just got anxious. <laughs> My whole body just got anxious. Really? Oh, yeah. It's so crazy. I cannot empathize with pregnancy uh, at all. And I want to. Like, I, I literally feel anxiety <laughs> right now. I want to know how bad and uncomfortable it is. I was I was so uncomfortable with chat, you guys. I had severe sciatica from, like, within the first trimester. It was insane. I went to a chiropractor every week, multiple times. Massages. Like, I, I tried everything. That sounds so bougie. Um, I tried everything to relieve and to, like, keep me comfortable. Wow. He was so uncomfortable. He was so uncomfortable. What about the sleep portion of pregnancy? Oh, gosh. We don't sleep anymore anyways. I don't care. I don't care. Isn't that wild? We used to value our sleep. We did a whole episode on on this podcast about sleep. We did. And now it's like, it's not the most important thing in life. It's not. It's nice for sure. (laughs) Sometimes it's nice. I think you just came to that realization like maybe a month ago, two months ago. Because at one point, Andrew was so obsessed with his sleep. He was like, F it. We're not going to spend any time together anymore. I'm going to bed the second the babies go to sleep. Now it's kind of like, okay, we're just embracing it. Yeah. But you do a great job understanding it's a phase. Yeah. And having this this general understanding that like great joy happens 
Yeah. Hand in hand with like great pain. Yeah. And Drew sacrifice. Holcomb. Yeah. 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 Drew Holcomb said that. It's like, can't they go hand in hand. Yeah. Those two. So you do a great job. Another thing that sounds silly, but that I'm worried about with like a third is like, we're, we're great with man on man. It's like you take Drew, I take Jet or vice versa. We're traveling. It's that right now is like, I don't want to say easy, but manageable. It baffles me the idea of a third. No, but Drew's kind of, she's self-sufficient. I know, but think about traveling with three car seats, like flying with three car seats. No, we don't need three car seats. No, dude, you're, you're not thinking about it right. We would have two years until we have this kid. Yeah, Drew will be in a car. You have to put a kid in a freaking car seat. Drew is running around everywhere right now. Yeah, she is. All right. On the concept of a third child. Yeah. We have one girl, one boy. Don't care. I'm a little... No, no, no. But it is interesting to think about the dynamic of like um, two girls and one boy. Yeah. Or two boys and one girl. How does that change the dynamic? That does scare me. But I think... Like one of them is going to feel left out. Possibly. But it also is the same fear I felt in Drew being a big sister. Like I was terrified that she would feel not as loved or she would feel left out. And yeah, we, we, she definitely has like jealousy phases where she wants more mom time or whatever, but we love them equally and they play together and love each other. So it would be the same. So, you know, people are into, uh, (laughs) like the Enneagram. Yeah. Some people are really big into birth order. Oh no. Have you thought about that at all? Like, no. like, Hey, I'm a middle child. So that gives me X, Y, Z. No, uh, I'm an only child. So I don't understand any of that. Maybe that's a very only child thing to say of you. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay. I don't think birth order. I think to a certain extent. Okay. Let me humor this. Yes. I do think birth order matters. I think Drew feels very differently than Jet does right now. I think their tech quote unquote upbringings their first year of life are wildly different. So Whose yeah. style did you like better? I don't think I can choose because I think each style was perfect for the phase of life we were in. Because Drew is our only child, I think it was perfect. We Yeah, I agree. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. But it is funny to see like how how else would we grow and evolve and change in our parenting style? With a third. It's interesting to think about. Um I feel like one of the nicest things with going from one to two as opposed to zero to one kids was the, you feel overwhelmed going from zero to one. Cause you're like, what, what things do I need? Mm-hmm. What is my routine? It's all new. Like the schedule changes, the uh, communication changes, the, the stuff you have to buy. We already had all that oh, yeah. for Jet. And so it was like, all right, we're going to do a nursery. We already have this, that, and the other. We're ordering this. We didn't use this for Drew, so we're yeah. not going to order that. And so the, from that, from the material, yeah. like. Uh, the equipment side of it, we're good. Yeah, we're good. And that was the hardest part about baby number one is you just don't know anything. Nothing. You don't know what they need. You don't know how to handle a baby. You don't know the milestones. You don't know. Like everything is is a learning. Like thing and goodness 
there are so many different styles out there yes. that there's a million different products to fit each style. Yeah. So, so I think with Drew, the best part about the first is like we learned our style and we learned what we needed and we learned how to do the things. So with Jet or any babies to come, we know that at least. So I'm going to throw something out there. You react to Lord. it. Jet as an older brother. It's adorable. It's adorable. Can you imagine that little guy? Actually, his hands, we should post a picture of this, are probably yeah. <laughs> as wide as three of my fingers, which makes them very wide. He's massive. He's massive. Yeah. He would just, I feel like he'd be a bully in like a Chet? in like a good way. <laughs> like accidentally, like a gentle. No, he's going to be like baby <laughs> Huey. He's just like accidentally going to throw someone to the ground. Today's episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility. Babe, did you see that Modern Fertility was rated Fastco's number one company in healthcare? It makes sense. It's the only comprehensive fertility hormone test you could literally take in your jammies. Modern Fertility was founded to give people who are planning to have kids the ability to plan ahead better. So how it works is Modern Fertility sends you a kit, you collect your sample using their step-by-step instructions, and then you get on and you receive a fertility profile. Your reports explain how your hormones relate to ovarian reserve, egg freezing and IVF, menopause, and more. And you get more than just the information. You get access to an awesome online community as well as support that's there for you whenever you need it. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash eSpam, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars toward Modern Fertility, which is huge. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off their test when you go to modernfertility.com slash eastfam. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Modern Fertility is a reproductive health company making personalized fertility information and support more accessible. Again, get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash eastfam. That's modernfertility.com slash E-A-S-T-F-A-M. We'll link it down below. How has our from a marriage standpoint, routine changed from zero to one and one to two. What have we done differently? I think after Drew, we worked really, really hard to make sure our relationship didn't change from zero to one, if that makes sense. And I think from one to two, we've more so accepted that our relationship is different and our time with each other is different our roles with each other is different. And so I think two, two might be a harder transition for us because we're, we are transitioning in our life, which is hard. Meaning like, Hey, we're co-parenting now. Yeah. And not just like trying to hold on to us as like marriage with drew. It was almost like we were, we were still the same we still lived the same relationship that we did before Drew. It's just we took her everywhere with us or we had a babysitter. With with two kids, it's hard because there's no break. There's no real time for each other as much. So we actively have to work for it. And it's just like this acceptance of we have to work even harder for our connection. I uh, 
I try to communicate this. The best way I know how is like, it's different being married to a mom. <laughs> yes. Like you go from being married to your wife to being married to a mom. And at first it was like, that was a little difficult for me. Cause it was like, Hey, Sean went from being <laughs> this easy laid, laid back, like pretty chill to now she's Drill sergeant. No, we have to be here. Then like boom, boom, boom. And that changed how we communicated and that was aggravating at first. Mm -hmm. But now it's like viewing life more as an experiment of, Hey, Oh, this is an interesting thing I learned about Sean and mm -hmm. having two kids taught me something different about you than having only one kid. Mm -hmm. did. So it's like this discovery process, which can be scary. It can be exhausting. Cause at some point you're like, gosh, can we just, stop learning about each other sometimes yeah. and like just settle yeah. in and I also be think normal. But two, two kids has almost made us have to embrace our roles more than ever because before a second, <clears throat> I would say still after one, we were still able to kind of like mix everything together. If we didn't get something done, it was like, it would be like, Oh babe, can you take this on? Can I take this on? Whatever. Now there's just so much demand for time that I feel like we we lead two very different lives um, simultaneous, simultaneously, but like respect it more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm, I just know I'm like, oh, I it's my job that like my duties to like make sure there's groceries, make sure the kids are like packed for the day. You start work earlier today. Like we just have like different lives going on now that we, and we didn't before because we lived everything together. Which is why people say when the kids grow up and you become empty nesters, you kind of sit there and think, yeah. oh, I don't know who this person is. Yeah. But I think there's this nuance of understanding. There's just a lot of logistics that go into it. You're going to be taking her to school. I'm going to be running the, whatever, doing yeah. the different things. Being aware of that. And then trying to figure out connection through that. Yeah. Right. It's not like trying to avoid the logistics or like not have your kids do soccer practice or go to school because you're trying to force this connection. It's like more embracing the current situation and figuring out how you can make connection work through that as a married couple. You think with five kids we get a, or sorry, three kids we Whoa. get. <laughs> I am the middle of five. And that was chaos. I think that's but a no for me. I will say, I think there's something about being a more well-rounded person when you have more siblings. Yeah. Because the, there's just more of this chaos. So you're like more laid back generally. But uh, I, the thought of having kids who aren't best friends with each other terrifies me. Yes, like if I there agree. was ever beef between them, I would feel terrible. Yeah. I That scares me too. But you think with three kids we get a minivan? No. Like a Tahoe. We are trying to we are trying to find a new family car that's great for kids. So if you have any recommendations, let us know. I will say, wrapping this all up, that for the most part, all of our friends who have three kids or more have said the transition from two to three was the hardest. Really? So that scares what the me frick? too. <laughs> but people always also say zero to one was hard and zero to two. It's like just people have different perspectives i will say two to three most people are like oof that one was rough but so far having two kids we've enjoyed 
more than just having one. Yes. So when does that logic end? <laughs> we'll enjoy when mama's done being pregnant. <laughs> I would say to summarize, it's not off the table, but I truly think if I get pregnant again, if we have another kid, I feel like in my heart, I've got room for one more. But I don't think I'm going, I don't think I'm going to go past that. Wait, at the beginning of this episode, you're all in. And then you're saying, I didn't say it's that. not off the table. Where are we here? I, I'm exactly <laughs> where I was when I started. 50, we 50. talked through all these details. She's like, oh yeah, you're right. We got to think about that. Hypothetically speaking, I'm yes. I'm kidding. I'm good. Starting two years or starting 14 months, everything. But that's if we decide like it's a go. I just don't know. To be honest with you, we're very much a team in this. Yes. So I'm kidding when I say I want five kids. That's not like me forcing that on you. I know. It's like, I love kids. So do I. I also realize that you have to make certain sacrifices (laughs) that I never will to have kids. So if you're like, no, I'm done, then I'm okay with that. So just know that I'm your supportive teammate through this, not your dictator. Thank you. Vice versa. And I do enjoy parenting with you. Thank you. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm kidding. I enjoy parenting with you too. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we addressed a lot of the issues here. Again, we're going to be doing another episode on why people don't have kids mm-hmm. and reacting to the different logic they give. And that all of that is coming from you guys too. So we've asked for your your thoughts, um, your stories, and we would love to share them and talk through them. Um, on having no kids and not having more kids. Yeah. But then also, I think it's maybe worth a YouTube video. You talking about um, like your postpartum routine and like your approach to body, your image. No, not like you getting back to your pre-baby body because that's not even your approach. It's more like I think unpacking your perspective would be great. So yeah. be on the lookout for that too. But thank you for listening. Um, my dad did say that my voice is at the exact, he's hard of hearing. Is that like the exact tone that is very difficult for him to hear? Oh, that's good. <laughs> so he was like, can you put closed captions on everything? Oh, oh, dad. I know. And I also was freaking just, I got a little emotional because he listens to all our stuff, oh. which means a lot. He spends every waking second of his life supporting, following, and loving his children, his kids, which is incredible. I know. I do give him, I call him a goof and I call him, anyway, I'm so thankful for my dad. Um, so two things we're going to do a better job at trying to add closed captions it would be hard to do on everything but also i'm going to work on my radio voice are you going to go higher or lower i think it's got to be a little bit of both oh you don't like that <laughs> but i get in this mode like you when do? i soft talk like if you bump into me at a party and we get in a conversation i very much talk in like this i'm like wow i get close i'm a yeah, close it, talker it drives me insane <laughs> come on anyway i don't know why i said that but uh thank you for listening i'm andrew i'm sean we are the east fam out all right real quick for all of those listening out there we don't ask for a lot of favors i don't think babe do we no but we're gonna ask you a favor today all right if you're listening to couple things podcasts on apple Podcasts specifically will you please do us this short quick favor We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners 
and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search couple things and tap our shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.